Good evening, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to this online service. We have been talking about loving God with all our mind, loving God with all our understanding, and uh, God wants to relate to us in the deepest way because God is such a there's so much. Vastness and depths, you know, that we can know about Him. And God wants us to seek Him. And there are mysteries that He kept to Himself, mysteries that He really wants to share with us, but He wants those who love Him, serve Him, those who seek after Him uh, to receive. And, and, and when we do that, He will release those mysteries to us. But there are mysteries that God has chosen His servants to reveal to us. And through His servant, we begin to understand some of this mystery. Uh, in the Old Testament, He has chosen the prophets to do that. Hebrews, the book of Hebrews 1, verse 1 to 2. He said, in the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in this last day, He has spoken to us by His Son, whom He appointed heir of all things, and through whom also He made the universe. So the scripture clearly tells us that in the former days, uh, that's, what he's, that's how He spoke to us, revealed His mystery to us through the prophets. And, uh, but at the present time, He speaks to us through His Son, Jesus. And He has made Jesus to be heir of all things. Uh, and that is, that is important for us to, to understand because He's bringing us into Christ and Christ is heirs of of all things. We're going to talk about that a little bit. But in the Old Testament, probably the greatest prophets of all is Moses. He gave us the law of God. But now, God speaks to us by His Son. By His Son. Let's read Peter, 1 Peter 1, verse 10 to 12. Concerning this salvation, the prophets who spoke of the grace that was to come to you, search intently and with the greatest care, trying to find out the time and circumstances to which the Spirit of Christ in them was pointing when He predicted the suffering of the Messiah and the glories that would follow. So the Old Testament prophet, they also received revelation mystery concerning our present time. But at that time, they did not know. They received the revelation of the uh, uh, suffering Messiah. And they know this is from the Lord, but they don't know when, they don't know how. And they taught us how we should respond to the mystery, to the revelation that God is speaking to us, or the prophetic word that He's speaking to us. We are not just to listen and just wait for it to happen because this is what God has spoken. If it's His will, then He will bring it to pass. 
you know, a lot of people take the word of God as that. And that's why they don't see it coming to pass. And then they say, wow, that word is not from God, you see. Today it still don't have, didn't happen. Those prophets, when they receive it, they couldn't understand it because it wasn't for their time. So their understanding of the mystery was limited. But yet God revealed it to them in order for the future generation to know what's coming. And so what they did is they tried to understand, they tried to know, they tried to find out whether it is in their, in their time and the circumstances, how it would take place. But as we have heard, it wasn't for their time and they, they have limited understanding. Verse 12, it was revealed to them that they were not serving themselves, but you, when he spoke of the things that have now been told you by those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven. Even angels long to look into these things. So because when the prophet received it, it wasn't their season, even angels also couldn't understand. They want to know more, but it was not disclosed to them. So can you see the ministry of God, there are different seasons, there are different mysteries that God wants to reveal. And uh, so now things are clear already because it has been fulfilled and those who preach the gospel are able to preach the suffering Messiah was Jesus Christ who died on the cross for us. So what, how are we to respond to, to the prophetic or the mystery that is being revealed? We are to take it, not just wait for it to happen, but actively seeking to understand, to find out how, when uh, it will take place. And we need to find out, are there things that we need to do? We need to obey in order for this word, for this mystery to be fulfilled. Because God many times speaks to us and He wants us to be part of the mystery, the mystery of the kingdom of God. Yes, it's coming. It's God's kingdom, but yet God wants us to participate in it. Not just waiting for it to come, but what do we need to do? Right? So, we see this example in the book of Matthew 26, verse 52 to 54. The life of Jesus, when Jesus read that he is the suffering Messiah. And then when he was arrested by the soldiers, by the high priest and his servants, Peter drew out his sword and then he cut off the ear of the high, high priest's servant. And Jesus said, put your sword back in its place. Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father and he will act at once? Put at my disposal more than 12 legions of angels. But how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? So Jesus knew the prophecy is talking about him. And how do we respond? 
the disciples respond by fighting and trying to avoid suffering and pain. So we know that the mysteries, in order for it to fulfill, sometimes you've got to suffer for it to be fulfilled. And the disciples refused. They took the sword. They wanted to fight against it. The other, just like us, some of us, right? We, we don't want suffering. And we don't want to go through it. And that's why we, we cannot inherit the promise. We cannot uh, enter into the glory. And the other choice is what Jesus said. He said, don't you think I can call my father? And the father will send 12 legions and angels to, and, and I can call them to set me free. What's frightening is this. We know the will of the father is that Jesus should suffer. But because Jesus is the son, Jesus, if Jesus were to choose not to go through the suffering, he called his father, the father will still respond to him and sent off legions of angels to help him. So that tells us something. Sometimes as Christians, we don't want to suffer, but that's the will of God. That's the perfect will of God. But we choose to go against it to do our thing, and God let us do it. God let us do it. Because he honored us as son having the right to choose. But the consequence is what? The consequence is you lose the kingdom. It's through the suffering of Jesus, the death of Jesus, there comes a resurrection when he's raised and be seated at the right hand of the Father. Every knee should bow. Tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But if he did not go through the suffering, he lost the inheritance. The kingdom that the Father wants him to, has prepared for him. This is a warning to us. Many times, even as Christians, as children of God, we go against God, against God's will. But God, God allows us to do it. And it happens according to what we want. But then we lose the greater promise. We lose the kingdom of God that God has preserved. Uh, for us, the inheritance he has uh, prepared for us. So what did Jesus do? Jesus learned obedience as son to suffering. Jesus accept that it comes with suffering. And uh, you see here, verse 54, he's, uh, Jesus said, but how then would the scriptures be fulfilled that say it must happen in this way? The scriptures say there's a suffering Messiah. Jesus said, if I don't go through the suffering, how would the scripture be fulfilled? So you see, we are responsible. When God shared the word of God to us, he shared his mystery, his, the prophecy uh, to us. We are responsible to bring it to pass, to fulfill it even though we may need to suffer and give our life to it. Jesus said, how would the scripture be fulfilled? I can avoid this, but I know this is the word of God. I know this is the will of God. So I choose to obey. I choose to fulfill the scripture. So we need to 
do our part to bring about fulfillment of the word of God. Right, so God speaks through his servants, different seasons, he chose different ways and people to, to do that. And in this last day, we know he spoke by his son. What is he speaking to us about in this last day? In Colossians 2 verse 9, For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. So in Christ, in this last day, he, the, the, the revelation, the, the mystery of God is when we come enter into Christ, we receive the fullness of God. Because the fullness of God is in Jesus. And when Jesus is in us, we receive the fullness of God. And He has appointed us to be joined heirs with Him because He has appointed Jesus to be heirs of all things, to, to, to receive all the inheritance of the Father. And we have been appointed to, to join He owns and inherit the things that, that He has prepared for Jesus, and it is for us. Romans 8, 17. Now, if we are children, then we are heirs, heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. If indeed we share in His suffering in order that we may also share in His glory. So it comes with a condition that is we share in the suffering of Christ. So in order for us to enter into the fullness that we have in Christ, we have to share in his suffering. In other words, we have to die to self, let go of our own will to fulfill the will of God. And then we are able to enter, to inherit his fullness. Or else we forfeit, we forfeit our inheritance. So we, we go to the... Uh, Next, truth. The present day uh, mystery that God is revealing comes through His apostles and prophets. Remember, different season, God has different mystery to reveal and He chose different one to do that. We know in the last days, He's speaking to us through Christ. But how would we know? How would we understand? This mystery was revealed to the apostles and the prophets. And it's not even revealed to the pastors. That's why a lot of pastors, they preach, yes, they preach the love of God, they, they shepherds of flock, they're doing their work as God assigned them. But it's the apostle and the prophets that will receive mystery of Christ that will bring us into the fullness of God. That's what the Word of God tells us. And in Ephesians 3, verse 4 to 6, in reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ 
which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit of God to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharer together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So you can see in this last day, to enter into the fullness of God, it comes through the teaching, the revelation of the apostles and prophets. And Paul says, you know, you know, I have this insight because he has chosen me to be apostles and prophets. And he's given me this revelation. And, and that's why when we talk about the mystery of God, we need to seek after God. We need to seek for, uh, to know the mystery of God. Yes, we got to. And, but there are mysteries that God reveals through the apostles. And we got to listen to the, 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 the ministry of the apostles and prophets. I remember the last time I shared about uh, the calling of the apostles. And yes, I was, I was referring to my own calling so that people know how to receive my ministry, right? Because I, I'm not called to, to, to be just a pastor. You know, so there are people who expect me to function purely as a pastor, which I'm not. I'm apostle and, and prophet in, in a sense that my preaching is prophetic. So this is to help members to understand my calling, my, my understanding, just like the apostles Paul is saying here, you know, you know my insight to, to this thing because of my calling. So that you can receive the man of God and receive his revelation and enter into the fullness of God, enter into the mystery and the glory of God. But I know that because of that preaching, you know, someone not from Taobao left and refused to have anything to, uh, to do with our church because he felt that, well, this is way off, you know, and, and seemingly like... like uh, Exalting a, a man. You see, this is, this, is, this is failure to understand how God operates. You know, we have to serve God with all our heart, soul, and mind. With all our understanding. If you don't understand it, or you have partial understanding, which is very destructive, very deceptive. And that's why the word of God says, you know, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. So that's why we need to seek the fullness of understanding. Paul says, you know, I discharge my responsibility by releasing the fullness that God has shown to me, to you. So we got to desire to know more and more and, and, and have a complete picture of what God desires us to know rather than just follow the tradition, follow that what has been known as the norm. Right? But rather we want to look into the scripture. What is the mystery? What is the revelation for this generation? You know, because we're in this generation, we can understand things that the previous generation don't have, don't understand. And we better know that this is the revelation for this generation, or else we're going to miss 
the mystery of God for this generation. We're going to miss the glory that God wants us to enter into. So what is this mystery that God is revealing to his holy apostles and prophets? This mystery was 6 of Ephesians 3. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So, the mystery of Christ is that the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel. We know in the Old Testament time, God has chosen His people, the Jews, to bring in the revelation of God. But in the New Testament, the Gentiles are brought together as one to be called heirs with the Jews and to be called heirs with Christ. So this is a very powerful revelation that the previous generation do not understand. And sometimes we look at the Jews, we think that, oh, they are the special chosen people of God. Somehow we are inferior. Somehow, oh, you know, they are so blessed. But we, we, because they are chosen people, and we are not so blessed because we are Gentiles. Now, this is a mis misconception of the mystery of Christ. Because in the mystery of Christ, the Jews and the Gentiles are brought together. The partition is broken. The two becomes one and we are called as with the Jews and called as with Christ all the fullness of God is now open to those who are in Christ Jesus and then we are members together one body and this is a mystery how we can be one with Jesus how we can be one body. We are His hand and His feet. And He's the head of the, of the body. You know, this is, this is a mystery. But we believe what God says. We believe the Word of God. And we are members of this body. And together, together we are the body of Christ. We manifest His fullness together. Together, not, in, not as individual, but together we, we, we are united as one. We're able to manifest. That's why when we understand this mystery, we want to keep together. We want to be part, functioning in the body. We do not want to be lone rangers doing our own things and saying, you know, I believe in Jesus. So what? Look at your life. It's a bad testimony, isn't it? Right? But together... Together, different parts have their weakness and limitation, but together, we are one body. Together, we manifest the fullness of Jesus. That's a mystery. That's what God wants. But some of us, we, we just focus on our little part. We are not functioning together in this one body. So when we understand this mystery, we treasure the church. We treasure our fellowship together. We treasure our vision as a church so that we will run together. We'll be united together because the goal of the mystery is the fullness of Jesus. The fullness of Jesus. 
and shared together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So can you see, when we have the revelation, when we understand the mystery, we are able to enter into the promises of Jesus. Jesus promised us abundant life. Jesus promised us the fullness of God. Jesus promised us that all things are possible through Christ who strengthened us. These are the promises. See, when we, when we begin to speak differently, oh, cannot lie. We don't have resources. We're so limited. Uh, we, we are not capable. We, you, know, you, you see, how churches talk, how Christians talk. When we talk like that, that means because we have not had the mystery, the revelation of the mystery of Christ. Because when we have the revelation of the mystery of Christ, we understand we have the fullness of Jesus together. So, let's look at Colossians 1, 25 to 27. I have become its servant by the commission God gave me to present to you the word of God in its fullness. In its fullness. Verse 26. The mystery that has been kept hidden for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the Lord's people. To them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you, the fullness of God in you. That's the hope for our glory. So when we, when we begin to draw from the life that is in Christ, the fullness of God that is in Christ. We will not be limited by our circumstances. We, our vocabulary of things will change. Our perception of things will change. Because the fullness of God is in us. It's not just a mental knowledge, but it's for us to live out. For us to obey true sharing in His suffering, true learning obedience as sons to denying ourselves so that His will can be done through obedience in walking in His way. Then we are able to enter into this mystery which is Christ in us, the hope of our glory. So we speak in faith because in Christ I can do all things by His strength. By His strength. That strengthens me. Whatever He wants me to do, we will do it. Yes, there will be suffering. There will be testing time. But the fullness of Christ is in us. The fullness of the Godhead is in Christ. And we are called to co-heirs with Jesus that we may share in His glory. I hope this word will inspire you and, and stir up your spirit, man, to rise up, you know, to st stop thinking so negatively and, and, and with inadequacy and, 
but speak with faith. Rise up and begin to, to want to put this word to practice. Remember, it is fulfilled because we obey, we follow. It will not be fulfilled. Just mental knowledge. Just having it, listen to it. No. Now, we've got to rise up. Christ is in me. What do I do? The fullness of God is in me. What can I do? What does He want me to do? And we've got to rise up. Lay hold of this truth. And enter into the glory of God. Bring the glory of heaven down to earth. For the glory of His name. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for such privilege that you are opening up to us that we may enter into your glory because we are in Christ Jesus. We pray that this mystery, this revelation for this time, for this age will be so powerfully working in us that we'll understand it more in a practical way in our life, in our circumstances to see the fullness of Christ manifest so that your name be glorified in all that we are going through. We pray that your church will arise, O oh God, because of your, the mystery that you are giving to us in this season. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our mind and heart to receive your words. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.